When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. At Discount Tire, we know your time is valuable. Get 30% shorter average wait time when you buy and book online. Did you know Discount Tire now sells wiper blades? Check out our current deals at DiscountTire.com or stop in and talk to an associate today. Discount Tire. Let's get you taken care of. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet. But if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet. Cox is the real home internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com internet for details. A Celtic state of mind. This is the third broadcast of the afternoon. We're here to talk about St Johnston 1 Celtic 4. And I'm Paul John Dykes, joined by Kevin McCluskey in Hungary, Sean Connolly over in Australia, and Liam Carrigan. No, you're not in the States, you're in Japan. That is an escape to victory jersey as worn by Sylvester Stallone, just in case anybody in the comment section was wondering, Liam. Um, right, I've got I've got my, my my hook blanket here just to just to remind you of my my credentials, you know. Um, <laughs> so I were a you know, it is not a Rangers top. It is not in any way connected to Rangers. Uh, it's yeah, it's escape to victory. So this is the lone goalie top because I used to be a goalie myself back in the day. Is that right? We like a bit of retro. Uh, we do like mm. a bit of retro, and obviously. Uh, questions were raised, and we just had to clarify that before we move any forward further into the analysis of this game. Um, mm. And the first thing, pr- probably because it's the most recent thing that's just happened, was uh, David Turnbull comes on again, scores a goal again. Sean Conley, uh, the other week there, we spoke about uh, David Turnbull after a game, and uh, people deemed it to be too negative. Uh, all we were asking is, what do you do with David Turnbull? He's obviously a guy who can come in and, and make an, a contribution and an impact, and he done it again today. Uh, I think after today's uh, game, the conversation is going to be um, Turnbull in for Hitati. Uh because obviously Moy has just been sensational and he's now undroppable. 
I could see that being a change that's going to happen in, in the next week because we have to start thinking about giving David Turnbull a chance, not just because he's a supremely talented footballer who's won Young Player of the Year twice, I think, Celtic Player of the Year. He was Player of the Season when we lost the league. Mm. Um, there's also have to consider uh, Champions League squad makeup, and you know, we don't, if he goes away and absolutely rips it up at Southampton or something like that, we will regret that forever. So, I think the chat for the next week is going to be Turnbull for Hatate against St Mirren next week. It's a, it is an interesting chat. It's a, a brilliant dilemma for the gaffer. I was looking at that bench and uh, the fact that. You know, O'Reilly has gone from being probably a first pick for me to uh, quite rightly not making the first team um, at the moment. And then Turnbull, uh, I'll come to yourself, Kevin. Turnbull comes in, he makes the impact. He's scored five goals this season, three plus an assist, I think, in his last four substitute appearances. That's the way that you catch the gaffer's eye, isn't it? It is, yeah. I was just checking that out, actually. Um, before we come out, I've got the, it's his third goal in his last six appearances for us. So he's um, he's doing the things that Abada's not doing when he's getting the chances. So we spoke about him uh, either pre-match or at half-time. You know, when Turnbull's getting on the park, he's actually contributing something now. Yeah, He's getting his goals. And it might be that it's fourth goal and a 4-1 win, but well, hopefully it never comes down to it. But these are great for the goal difference, if it ever did. You know, they're still really important goals. Um, and I think, yeah, Sean's totally right that Next for the next week, probably talk will be does Turnbull start against St Mirren because he'll think we'll make a few changes for that game. It'd been a cup match. Um, Turnbull's a boy who needs to get games. We spoke mm-hmm. about that, I think, uh, in midweek. That he's going to have a big decision to make in the next six to 12 months as to where his future lies. I hope it's at Celtic because I do think he's a good player. Um, but for him to be making that decision, he's got to be getting the minutes in the park and he's got to be getting regular starts cameo like this today doesn't do him any harm and if he can get in it against St Mirren next weekend, put in a decent performance, it just strengthens his case uh, you know, to push himself up that pecking order for a midfield slot Yeah, yeah I think that when uh, you look at the way Ange introduced Turnbull into his his team, it was almost a given, he was always chosen, Liam, you know, in that first period mm-hmm. that, that Ange was here right up to the League Cup final um, and then unfortunately through to injury and then the form of the players that came in that January, Turnbull has been out of favour. Um, he sometimes cuts a bit of a frustrated figure and there was a lot made of the fact that he didn't um, celebrate the first goal that he scored when, he, when he's come on as a sub in this, this run that we're talking about. Um, but there's one thing for sure, even if you were just to compare him to O'Reilly, he's making more of an impact than others, uh, O'Reilly included, isn't he? Yeah, I mean... You know, we had this conversation before when we talked about uh, Abelgard and uh, Idiguchi and, uh, you know, McCarthy as well, as in players that either have moved on already or will be moving on shortly, we think. Um, You know, when you get that chance to come into the team, the way Ange's team sets up, the onus is on you to do something to earn that place in the team. Then the day Turnbulls came on and scored consistently. So Mm -hmm. what more can he do? You know, um... Uh, you know, um, I'm a major cheerleader for Hatati. You know, I, I freely admit, as a Japan-based Celtic fan, I want to see all the Japanese players doing as well as they can. But, as Sean said on current form, that the conversation needs to be had. Should Turnbull be in ahead of him? Um, 
and it's definitely something that the manager needs to think about. And Turnbull is every time he's came on, he's impressed me. Yeah. So yeah, if he does get into the team next week, it's on merit. Yeah, for sure. And that that is the only way you can catch the gaffer's eye. I was just having a quick look. Obviously, I was talking a lot last week about Callum McGregor, the fact that you know he's made that 400th appearance. He's now on 402. And also the fact he came into the Celtic team relatively late. You know, you've got players like Kieran Tierney coming in at 17. I think even Ralston make, made his debut at 17, as did James Forrest. But Callum McGregor comes in a wee bit late. So if you look at the, um, even with his Notts Notts County, sorry, Notts County um, appearances at this stage of his career, uh, the stage that David Turnbull's at, Callum McGregor had made 105 appearances. And uh, at this moment in time, Motherwell and Celtic included, Turnbull's made 145. But I think it's over the last period that those appearances have been fewer and further between. And um, I think he does have that ambition to be a regular for Scotland. How, how on earth can he get into that team if he can't even get into the Celtic team? But I would echo what Sean said. You know, it's one of these things where I think we would regret, um, you know, if he was to to leave and he was to go down south. I, I think there would be a great deal of regret. He's got time on his side. He's 23 and he's given the gaffer something to think about. That, that much is for sure. Sean, you suggested that today would be 3-1 and... Uh, you almost got it. Um, four one, well, but the second half was a bit of a you know it was it was a bit of a yeah. stroll in the park in the second half, wasn't it? I tell you what, Paul John, I had a bet on three one as well for ten dollars at nine to one, and when O came on, I cashed it out. Uh, so I got sixty dollars back for that. Nice. Uh, but uh, I'd fancied O to score, and he did. Uh, in, he almost did. He was going to score, and Considine could not be more. Of pulling him back, like could not it could not have been a clearer denying a goal scorer opportunity. Now somebody in somewhere that's not Celtic minded is going to turn around and say, "Oh, he's flopped over there." Well, the reason for that is he's trying really hard to get away from Considine. He's tr- trying to get into the and he just can't and he just gives up. Like he's knackered at that point. But like, um, yeah, four one was good. We, we, to be honest though, we didn't. St Johnson keeper didn't have too many saves to make in the the second half. We were getting into dangerous positions, but we weren't really having uh, too many shots on goal. It was kind of the pitch played a part in a you know, game being done, subs getting made, St. Johnson mm-hmm. trying to get back into it. All those things played a part. Uh, I think Owen, Haxibanovic, Turnbull all kind of stood out when they came on. It was interesting. I know Haxibanovic only had a few minutes, but he looked good to me when he came on. Yeah, he did, which was which was refreshing because I think the early signs were that he was going to really be um, a force to be reckoned with, but that that's kind of faded recently. So it was good to see him coming back into it. Now there was definitely Kevin a, a lack of intensity. I'm going to bring up a couple of the um, the comments in relation to the second half. William Doyle, Celtic treating second halves like training games recently, and uh, Gregory Curry comes in to also say that. Very worrying. New motto seems to be we stop at half time. Right. What's your thoughts, Kevin? Because I think that um, you get enough credit in the bank if you've won the game at half time. And also, I've got no doubt that should we um, be in a position in the second half of a game like this where we need to up the tempo, I think we do. I think if we need to go up the gears, we've got it in. We've got it in us. We've got it in the starting 11 plus the bench to do that. Um, does it worry you? Or are you quite happy that uh, it's all about you know getting some game time in other players, resting some of the players? And yeah, that can kind of change your rhythm a wee bit. Do you, do you have any concerns? I certainly don't when we've just won 4-1. Well, I don't really have any major concerns about it. I think 
from a fan's point of view, um, it's frustrating to see at times, uh, as the commenter said, that the second half's kind of turning into training exercises and it's just almost going through the motions and seeing the game out. But if you're 3-1 up at half-time and you've got so much control and dominance over the game and over the opponent that the game's pretty much won, at this stage in the season, we don't need to go out and bust a gut to get the fourth or the fifth goal in that half. It's now about just making sure we win the games, we get the points in the bag, points in the board even, um, and we take that next step closer to the title. I think it's excuse me. I think it's actually um, excellent game management in one respect. Mm-hmm. We go out, we get the game done early enough that we can take our foot off the pedal a little bit in the second half. If it does start to go a bit pear-shaped, then yeah, I think the players in the park that start in 11 have got it within them to step it back up. But you only need to look at the bench and the quality of the players that can come on. Uh, guys like Haksabanovic, if he was to get a, an extra 10, 15 minutes out there, he'd run riot against St Johnston. You know, we've got quality players we can turn to. I'm not really concerned that we're not. Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet. But if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet. Cox is the real home internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com internet for details. Punishing teams the way that as fans we want to. We would just be very professional. We're going out and we're getting the job done. Probably the only thing that concerns me a little bit is maybe the timing of some of the subs because I'd like to see, and again, it's a selfish thing, I want to see the likes of Haksabanovic and O and Iwata get more minutes under their belt because I personally want to see them play. But the manager knows what he's doing and he is managing their game time in the way that he sees fit. At the moment, it's absolutely working because we are so comfortable and controlled and dominant of our games that you can't really have too many complaints about, you know, not going 100 miles an hour in the second half and we don't really need to. Yeah, I always remember, by the way, uh, a player who still divides uh, opinion, despite Liam putting some of the uh, the myths to bed a few weeks ago. And Van Hoydonk was asked the question about uh, working off the ball, and he, he had this attitude that, you know, if he's if he's not running about, um, you know, wasting energy off the ball, then he's got the energy to score goals, etc. And I quite understood it at the time. I know that the modern game has changed, but you've also got to take into account, Liam, the fact that that was a very heavy pitch Celtic were playing on. Um, we won the game by half time, effectively. I do believe we could step it up, you know, when you know when necessary. But I, I really don't have any concerns. Some people are saying it was a boring second half. We didn't create enough chances, but it's job done. Four one. It's a good, you know, it's a good result. Go go up to Perth, get result back down the road. I mean, the thing is that th- this is not by any means just a Celtic thing. This is a football thing in general, right? I mean. D- Random example, just say you're watching, I don't know, the, the Nations League and it's Liechtenstein against Spain, right? Spain are 3-0 up at half-time. You're thinking, oh, God, this could be a cricket score. But then it finishes 3-0. <laughs> you know? yeah. um, because, like, the game's won. Uh, there is no need to overexert yourselves. Um, and 
that is not a, a conscious thing on the. I think it's a subconscious thing with a lot of players. Mm-hmm. It's just like you know, if Celtic had to score seven today to win the league, I think they could have done it. Right, I think that's the that's the takeaway for me is that four one is plenty. Two goals further ahead of uh, Rangers, despite them scraping a win yesterday. Yeah. Um, you know, it's uh, it, it's mission accomplished as far as I'm concerned. And ah, you can say the second half wasn't as entertaining as the first half. Definitely, it was it was boring. And I agree that I would like to have seen O come on a wee bit earlier. Um, you know, it's something that just stuck out to me. Actually, a bit off topic, but see when they were lining up the free kick that ultimately Turnbull scored from. The way O just towered above all the St. Johnson defenders, he's a much bigger guy than a lot of us seem to realise when, when you actually see him on the park. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, listen, I, I totally subscribe to that. I think the only time that I'm really keen for us to go full throttle is if we've got a good lead against Rangers and you really Aye. want to put them to the sword. The 3 nothing game a year ago <laughs> was one example of that. You know, it could have it mm. could have been a 6 or a 7. But you brought up also, if we had to score an amount of goals to win the league, then that could obviously be a completely different second half. And that's, of course, what we had to do in 1986, which is when we wore this jersey, signed by Danny McGrain, um, and if you buy a ticket to go and see Danny with a Celtic State of Mind, you'll be putting a prize draw to win that that particular jersey, which is simply known as the Love Street jersey for obvious reasons. I'm going to bring up some of these comments coming through, um, some coming in for Haksabanovic, which is interesting given the lack of time he actually spent on the park. But Ariel77 agrees with us, given strong John Robertson vibes. Obviously, we're talking about the Forest Robo, not the one that played with um, Harps. <laughs> Uh, Vincey three flat second but comfortable win another three points in the bag yeah absolutely uh, yeah. we've just got to keep racking them up and this is another one Pigeon M I think it's all about context uh, happy with the three points but wary we will carry on this with us in Europe and we will be mauled again I think it's a completely different game uh, when, when we're mm-hmm. playing in Europe I mean that's a that's a Sunday afternoon points in the bag get the job done and down the road get out of Dodge um, and Peter McGlone also brings up some of the points around Haksabanovic, great play from O to win the free kick. I don't want to um, just forget about the, the impact O made because, as Liam says, yeah, big towering kind of presence. But um, uh, the part he played in winning that free kick, Sean, was down to strength. Obviously, Considine was clumsy, pulled him down. But what a turn! For you know, for mm-hmm. one so big, the, the close control and the turn. Um, and I'm you know, I loathed to make comparisons, but remember, Vaduka was brilliant at that, wasn't he? For such a big guy, the ball mm-hmm. stuck to his feet and he could turn on a sixpence. But um, I think so far, so good for oh, I just love to see him getting a wee bit more game time so that he yeah. can open his account, yeah. And, and what you're saying there can kind of build on what you guys were saying just before about um. You know, when are the subs happening? The drop of intensity at the start of the second half, like, and Ange's done it in the past. He has made subs at half time when we've been three goals up. He's done it in the past. I mean, is that something we should be doing right now? Like, with today, would we? I think we might have actually done better if we'd had maybe a better scoring if we'd had Oh Haxibanovic and Turnbull on at half time. And it feels kind of disrespectful to the opposition in a sense, but uh, also. The players that are going out there seem to be giving us kind of 20 minutes of taking it easy. So, you know, like, I noticed at one point Jota, like, receives it. It's not the best ball he receives, but instead of trying anything, he just kind of passes it back. And I was like, well, that kind of sums it up, really. Like, these guys are, they're not down in tools or anything, but they're they're not 
taking any risks or you know they're playing the safe options and that, that's kind of what happens in these second half of these games recently it happened last year as well and, and I don't know I mean do we do that do we take advantage of the hungry players on the bench earlier rather than waiting 67 minutes I, I think it might be an option but yeah, yeah oh, oh I think I would love to see all have 45 minutes maybe even a start yeah I mean if it does start obviously we've got a player Kevin and oh that's a completely different kind of part of his arc or his trajectory um, as Jakimakis, um, who seems to be on his way out the building anytime now, going to the MLS. And I just love that that freshness of approach of a new player coming in. He wants to impress, he wants to create a name for himself. And that's where we've got, oh, he's hungry, isn't he? And, um, you know, it wouldn't be because of a bad performance. I don't think Kyogo gets on the score sheet. He's involved in the first day, sets up another goal as well. Um, but it would be fantastic, and I think you know even Kyogo would be pretty happy to to give him a chance should the, should the uh, opportunity arise. I think so. I I echo Sean's comments on that one. I'd love to see him get a forty five minutes or even a half hour as a run out. Because um, I think what he's played maybe at most forty forty five minutes in these three games so far. It's possibly not even as much as that. Yeah, uh, 35, 40, yeah. 35, 40 minutes, but already. We're sitting here getting quite excited about what we've seen on of him in such a short space of time. Uh, he is he's a far more physical and like uh, Liam also said, taller player than I thought. You know, there's a moment when he's got the ball in the box uh, and he's holding off a couple of the St Johnson defenders, and I think he lays it off to Abada, whose shot goes wide. Um, but he looks a real, real handful. He's got good movement. He wants to take up dangerous kind of central positions. I think he's someone that. Again, just over time, giving him more and more game time, more and more minutes on there, he'll become a, a huge asset to us in the future. And then his movement, strength, the spin to get the, the free kick and the foul of uh, Considine was really something special to watch in a way because he is he is a different option, I think, to Kyogo. I think he'll give us something more. He'll give us a bit more presence up there. So, yeah, really looking forward to seeing him getting more game time, maybe against St Mirren. Maybe he'll get, get the nod to start there or, excuse me, or come on at half time. But, yeah, he looks a really exciting prospect for us. Yeah, he definitely does. Now, uh, never since I appeared on mainstream telly and was accused of wearing my gear out in Matalan has a top had so much stick on a Celtic <laughs> State no. The comments are absolutely <laughs> flooding in. And oh, um, even though you have explained that it was uh, escape to victory <laughs> and Sly Stallone's goalie top, they're just not having it. They think you're on the wind-up. Um, by the way... <laughs> I didn't mind that stick because I got so many mentions uh, about Matalan being my shop of choice that they started following me on Twitter. And for a, <laughs> for a spell, for a spell, I considered asking them to kick, kick me out. Let's do a wee sponsorship deal on the old Matalan on my way up to Celtic Park. I could nip in for a new jacket. Um, it didn't actually come to fruition. But we can rest assured, Liam, you're not the loser of a bet. It's just a no. retro jersey that you liked from back in the day. Yes, yeah, and the fact that it's made of wool, so it's nice and warm because it is it is minus four here at the moment, and my air conditioner is not the best for heating the room up. So until I move to my new house, I'm wearing long sleeves, and I'm I'm going to take comfort over the risk of looking like a, a blue nose. So what I need to do, what I need to do is I need to send you one of your shamrock tops, Liam. That's what I yes, need to do. Get that sent over to, to Japan, right? Check. Uh, right. 
choose choose a colour and I'll send one over. Um, it's not like you've it's not like you've got your name on the wall at Ibrooks or anything like that. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> let's not get into that. Um, I find it incredible that we're twenty one minutes in. We're almost like we're we're almost finished the, the post match and we've spent a great deal of that time talking about three of the subs that came on. Oh, Turnbull and Hacks Banovich, Liam. And I think that's what Ange has created here. He's created mm. a scenario where you've got, I mean, Abada, I don't think he impressed that much. Um, O'Reilly, these players are getting a sniff of a chance and they really are trying to make an impact. Um, and it just says everything for what Ange is building here. It's not just about the 11 guys that start the game. He's creating a 16-17 group pool where every single one of them is trusted. Well, that's the thing. I mean, that that's where... Jackamakis has unfortunately come, you know, come come a cropper because he's unhappy that he's not getting game time. Whereas you've got guys like Haxabanovich, Turnbull, um, you know, more recently O'Reilly on account of Aaron Moy's form mm-hmm. um, that have realised, no, look, the place in the team has to be earned. So don't moan about it. Get your head down and get on with it. And that is what they're doing. And you know, Turnbull's goal. Uh, today, uh, O's run for the free kick which led to the goal those are both products of guys who are not starting games at the moment but want to be starting games and they're trying to show the manager why they should be starting games mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah for sure How difficult is it Sean? Because uh, we have spoken about that, how to keep let's say a group of 16 or 17, how do you keep them all happy? Every now and again there's going to be a casualty, I'm guessing, and, and obviously the first of that um, ilk has been Yakamakis. Do you think that's something that Ange just takes on the chin and says, well, that's just the way it's going to be to build this strong squad? Um, well, I guess he, he, he kind of made that point when he came out and publicly said there's no one that's undroppable. And and I think as well, uh, from, from our point of view, we on our full-time reaction, we often... Uh, and like for no like no fault of our own, focus on the second half more because we do the halftime. Uh, but for me, like Kyogo was sensational today. Like obviously mainly in the first half, and we don't normally talk about these sort of things too much at full time. But having Owen Jackamacus or whatever breathing down his neck, he, Kyogo was for me he was man of the match today. A lot of people in the comments say Moy, but Kyogo's first half today was just absolutely sensational. That first goal is all Kyogo. The second goal was obviously a great Kyogo product and he's involved in everything today. Uh, yeah, without those, we all know that having two possible first choice players at every position just creates an extra level of intensity, an extra level of effort. If you're not doing it, there's someone right there ready to come in and wants to do it for you. Yeah, I mean, you're, you're spot on. And I think that when we, we look at the, the summer transfers, you know, bringing in people like Bernabe to try and create that competition for Taylor, bringing in Seagrass to create the competition for Hart, players who maybe didn't have someone breathing down their net last season. But we do have it all over the, the park. But yeah, a wee bit of a, um, you know, chat about Kyogo, I think, is in order. And before I come to yourself, Kevin, I just want to come to, to Liam. Um, what has the reaction been in relation to Kyogo not being at the World Cup um, but his form being so good. Is that something that the Japanese uh, press or broadcast media are covering, that he's on great um, form at the moment? Yeah, the the the, uh, the widespread perception was that Kyogo was undoubtedly the best player to not make that squad. Mm-hmm. Um, also, it, it, it came up that um, when they were talking about the, the Japanese player of the year, in the end up it went to Mitoma of, uh, is it? 
Bournemouth he plays for at the moment. Um, aye. Uh, Mitoma, who plays down south, got it, but Kyogo was in the running for it as well. And a lot was said about the fact, well, how can a guy be in the running for Japanese Player of the Year and not even be in the World Cup squad? That doesn't yeah. really make sense. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, Moriyasu, the manager of the Japan team, has maintained, and he's been proven right, that ultimately, as good a player as Kyogo is for Celtic, Maeda is more effective for Japan when it comes to playing as a centre-forward. So, until that changes, Kyogo is going to be a fringe player for Japan, unfortunately. Mm. Um, Gaps will emerge as players retire. You know, I fully expect in the next year or so that Kobayashi, Iwata, Hatate, and Kyogo will all play for Japan. Um, whether they become established like Maeda has is another story. But I think the potential is definitely there. It would be great to see. It really will be great to see. Now, it, it puts me in mind also, Kevin uh, McCluskey, about some comments that were made at the beginning or earlier on this season by Lee Johnson. And, and Lee Johnson said a lot since he became the manager of the Abs. Uh, but one thing that stuck out was he basically said that you look at the impact of the Japanese players at Celtic, and if you're a professional footballer, even a Hibs player, you'd be trying to find out how they prepare for games. What is their secret? What's their diet? What's their condition? And what do they do differently from players who are maybe um, homegrown players in Scotland? Um, how big an impact do you think it's going to have having half a dozen Japanese players at the club with a certain approach to the game, a certain culture that they, that they obviously have? One of the things that's mentioned all the time and it happened again today, is when Hatate goes up to an injured St. Johnson player and, and tries to heal it with his magic hands, and Kyogo does that as well. But in terms of the positive influence that they could have on other players coming through at Celtic, mm-hmm. Kevin, how important do you think that's going to be? Yeah, I think that's actually a really, um, <clears throat> really good talking point to raise. Um, and I, I, I might be wrong, and Liam might be able to correct me or not, but it seems to me that the Japanese players come up come over, or the Asian players in general, come over with quite a, a humble attitude. Uh, they don't take for granted that they're going to have a starting place. They don't take for granted that their ability even is going to stay from one game to the next. They just seem like uh, kind of grateful for the chance and determined to work on their strengths and what they've got and on their weaknesses to become better players week in, week out. Um, and if you're in that environment as as a player you're going to learn from that and some of these these characteristics are going to rub off on you and it can only be a good thing it's the same as in every walk of life is it they say that you're kind of the sum of the five people you spend the most amount of time with well if you're hanging around with the likes of Kyogo, Hatate, Maeda all those kind of positive characteristics are bound to rub off on you mm. um, and if they don't then you know, maybe you've got to look at yourself a little bit and think Maybe you're not in the right place or you don't fit that environment. But I think we've got a squad of players here that kind uh, of take a lot of those characteristics in any case. Uh, you see it with somebody like Jens, who's already left, but he has a, a, had that humble approach of understanding his limitations, understanding that the reason he's been allowed to leave is because he wasn't capable of displacing Carter Vickers and Starfelt, but knowing that it's not really a slight on him. And had he been a permanent player, had he been a Stephen Welsh, he's going to stay and learn from those guys and pick up those positive traits. I think mm. it's. I think it can only be a good thing to bring in these outside influences and outside cultures, and it just helps. It rounds the squad off a little bit more. Um, yeah. 
For sure. I mean, one of, one of the examples that just recently I was talking to Brian McClare at the Axom event about was Eric Cantona coming into that dressing room uh, at Manchester United in the early 90s and the impact that he had, uh, which I found bizarre, really, even though it was a while back. I mean, I was living that that kind of period as a, as a football fan and at the time as an English football fan as well. And Cantona went into the dressing room and apparently, um, he, he, you know, it was a game changer. Just his approach to training, for example, whereby he would get four or five of the young boys to stay behind and, and loft crosses in so that he could vote. And he called it practice. It wasn't actually training. He would practice as well. as He would do his training session with everybody else. And at the end of the, the day, when everybody else is jumping in their motor and zooming away, Cantona was still there with three or four, maybe half a dozen on some some occasions, young kids helping them to practice. And um, that now is probably the norm at Manchester United, but it took someone to introduce it, and that someone was, was Eric Cantona. So it would be really interesting, actually, to ask Ange, uh, the next time we get a chance, what the kind of influence has been, what that you know impact has been that we don't really see uh, behind the scenes. A few really good points coming in, but I'm going to ask Liam another thing with your insight, Liam, uh, to the Japanese game before I... I bring in some more comments, and it's sure. on Idiguchi. I believe the the Japanese transfer window is open until April. Is that right? Yes. What's the uh, yeah. what's the update on Idiguchi? Is there some interest to to bring him back to Japan? Um, there's been talk of him going back to Gamba Osaka. That seems to be the they seem to be the front runners. But um, uh, Nagoya Grand Pacet have also been mentioned in dispatches. Um, he will end up back in the J League. Um, the the thing the, the thing is that um, Gamba Osaka might not go from immediately because their big city rival Cerezo Osaka signed Shinji Kagawa the other day, and with the greatest of respect to Idaguchi, if uh, if Gamba's response to their main rivals signing Kagawa is to go out and sign Idaguchi, it's not exactly <laughs> going to fire up the fan base, is it? You know? <laughs> um, oh, <what> so. <laughs> No, no, no. So I think that he may well end up back there eventually, but I don't think it's going to happen in the next week or two. Maybe, maybe a wee bit further down the line. Yeah. Well, it will be interesting, and hopefully he can get back to to playing and uh, racking up the appearances again. Because at that age, that's what you need to be doing. There is a lot of good comments coming in about Turnbull. Some people are just saying the bull, and uh, others <laughs> like Danielle. Turnbull, yes. Uh, lots yes. of positivity coming in about David Turnbull. It's been a very quick post-match. Please catch up on uh, the pre-match and the halftime as well, where we do cover in more depth the first half performance that was very impressive indeed. As I said uh, a couple of times already today, if you want to win this signed jersey, signed by Danny McGrain, no less, um, all you have to do is buy a ticket to the Danny McGrain night at uh, Gracie's with Axon. There's only three left, maybe two. In fact, it might already be sold out. Try clicking on the, the link underneath this video and come along and you'll see some of the Axon team that night as well. Um, it's been an absolutely uh, brilliant, if you ask me, Sunday afternoon watching Celtic. You guys will be wanting to go to your bed, Liam and Sean, because you'll have work in the morning. Uh, yep. Kevin, Kevin McCluskey, I'm pretty sure you've got things to do as well. Thank you all for joining us and join us again at 12.30 tomorrow on a Celtic State of Night.
Hey, what's up, guys? This is MMA fighter Clay Guida, and I'm not afraid of anyone or anything. But losing my hair was an entirely different kind of fight. So if you're suffering from hair loss like I was, then you got to check out my boys at Bosley. Pound for pound, they are the champions of hair restoration. That's why I turned to Bosley to get my hair back. The entire Bosley team was so professional and kind from start to finish. All it took was a simple one-day procedure, and I was on my way back to rocking my full hair again. So take it from me. Don't wait if you are thinning or receding. I'm so thrilled with my results, I just wish I would have went to Bosley sooner. It's time to finally knock out hair loss because the best is yet to come. Check out Bosley today. When MMA fighter Clay Guida was losing his hair, he trusted Bosley to get it back. Now it's your turn. Get a free information kit, plus get a $250 off gift card when you text SCORE to 203203. That's text SCORE to 203203. Don't wait. Text SCORE to 203203. Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet. But if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox Internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home Internet. Cox is the real home Internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com internet for details. Sports Social Podcast Network. 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 Sports Social Podcast Network.